Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Today we want to talk to you about America's godly heritage. I want to start by saying that America was intentional. And up until recently, I never gave that uh, much thought. But lately, that thought had been impressed upon my mind. Just a few days ago, I came across a video on YouTube by Jonathan Kahn. He's the author of The Harbinger. The video is entitled The Elijah Paradigm, and in which he stated, There have only been two civilizations in human history that were founded solely for the purposes of God. The first was called Israel, and the second was called America. Let's jump back to the early days, and I'll start with Christopher Columbus. And I know that lately there's been a lot of bad press about him, but when you read the primary sources that were written concerning him, you'll see a different picture. You'll find a different man. He would make four trips to this part of the planet, and his intent was, of course, to find a shorter route to the Indies, not India. At that time, the Indies meant Asia. And yes, he was interested in trade, but he would also evangelize the natives wherever they would land. He felt that his trips were motivated by God. Here's a quote from his writings. It was the Lord who put into my mind, and I could feel his hand upon me, the fact that it would be possible to sail from here to the Indies. All who heard of my project rejected it with laughter, ridiculing me. And there's no question that the inspiration was from the Holy Spirit because he comforted me with rays of marvelous illumination from the Holy Scriptures, a strong and clear testimony from the 44 books of the Old Testament, from the four Gospels, and from the 23 epistles of the blessed apostles, encouraging me continually to press forward and without ceasing for a moment they now encourage me to make haste. The Bible was important to our founding fathers. Out of 15,000 samples of their writings that the University of Houston professors collected, they found 3,154 of these had a, they had a significant impact on the Constitution. Of these writings, they found that the Bible was quoted 16 times, more than any other source. 94% of the quotes were based on the Bible, 34% came directly out of the Bible, and 50% used the Bible to arrive at their conclusions. Now, the House and the Senate used to discuss what the Bible said and use its ideas to make laws. 
Wow, wouldn't that be something if they did that today? The idea of three branches of government originated with John Locke. Our founding fathers established the idea for separation of powers from Jeremiah. They found mention of the three branches of government in Isaiah 33.22. They found the idea of tax exemption for churches in Ezra 7.24. Now, our courts used to use biblical guidelines to rule on the areas of citizens, families, schools, and the nation. All this changed, though, when prayer was taken out of school. On June the 25th, 1962, for the first time, there was a separation of church and state. At the time prayer was taken out of school, only 3% of the nation professed no belief in God or religion. Yet the courts ruled for the minority. Isn't that strange? If the Christians of this country had stood up for prayer being left in school, Wow, what a difference we would have. Since prayer was removed from public school classrooms, we have had a six-fold increase in violent crimes. Our divorce rate has tripled. You know, I read that they said that before this, that divorce rates were declining. They were going down. Every year they were going down. But once prayer was taken out of school, they tripled. Births to single mothers have increased fivefold. Teenage suicides, suicide rates has tripled. And SAT scores have dropped 80 points. It's interesting to know that in private schools, the SAT scores did not decline. Some people said they had better scores because they had more money available to them than the public schools. This statement was investigated and they found that public schools had on an average $110, no, no private. private schools, excuse me, private schools had on an average of $110 per student versus public schools, which had $370.52 per student. SAT scores average got 100 points higher than the non-Christian school students. Wow. In 1988, the number of academic high achievers were three times larger than those from the public schools. The private religious schools had one-third less money per person, and they used the same curriculum as the public schools, except the private schools added religion. Thomas Jefferson said that religion is a friend to government because it teaches morals of the heart. This means we are not dealing with murder. Instead, we're dealing with Hate. When we eliminate hate, there is no murder. The commandment to not lust stops adultery and rape. John Adams stated, We have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people.
Right. I have a little bit more we want to share with you. Nations are accountable to God. The Founding Fathers said that, quote, as nations cannot be rewarded or punished in the next life or the next world, they must be punished in this world. By an inevitable chain of cause and effect, providence punishes national sins through national calamities. When a nation leaves God, God deals with it immediately. Hence, moral decay brings violent crime, teen pregnancies, divorce, abortions, etc. There's a scripture about it. It's found in Proverbs 29. When wicked men rule, the people groan or the nation suffers. How many are groaning today? Yes, amen. Ben Franklin at the Constitutional Convention made this statement. We need God to be our friend, not our enemy. We need him to be our ally, not our adversary. We need to make sure we keep God's concurring aid. If a sparrow cannot fall without God's notice, how can our nation rise without his aid? He further called for regular daily prayer in order to keep them close to God. Uh, Jeremiah six sixteen is a good verse. Tell what? Tell us. He what says it. to go back to the old paths if you want things to be back the way it should be. Many state constitutions require people who hold office to believe in God, the Scriptures, and to understand them. Boy, that's a change from what it is today, isn't it? Wow. There's another quote from. Thomas Jefferson, upon leaving office when he was president, said, Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. And in 1774, Ben Franklin made this statement. He said, Introduce into public affairs the principles of Christianity, and it will change the face of the world. Um, John Adams stated that there was no government big enough to make you do what's right. If you don't do what's right out of your heart, the gun the has gun already, has been, already fired been fired. And the, damage the damage has already been done. He further stated, we have no government which earned, armed with power capable of contention with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is inadequate to the government of any other. And Glory. Uh, you know, I can, I can remember uh, when I was young, uh, in school they would have the Pledge of Allegiance every mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's Prayer. Exactly. And yeah. that was just part of starting the day. And the uh, Ten Commandments were seen somewhere in public buildings or in public schools. And for the most part, people acknowledged them and followed them. I, too, am old enough to remember back into the late 1950s and early 60s that 
there was a general respect among the the general population that there was a respect for God and the things of God. Um, the Ten Commandment was at least acknowledged. Of course, not <clears throat> not everyone followed that, but at least there was a general respect for it within <clears throat> within society as a whole. And so we didn't see or experience uh, the amount of violent crimes that we're seeing and experiencing today. Well, just think from what we said, violent crimes have went up 544% when religion was taken out of school, when religious principles were removed from schools in 1963. I mean, the statistics show when you get away from God and try to do it without Him, without putting Him first and without teaching what He tells us is right and wrong, then you have things like this. You know, uh, go ahead. The, you, you would recognize names of colleges like Princeton, Yale, Harvard. Many of those in the early days their students were taught Latin, Greek, Hebrew. They wanted their students to have a working knowledge of the Bible. And so many of their graduates were like that. Yes. But today, I doubt if you could find that. Uh, you have to. Uh, Frank, read again this about what Ben Franklin said at the Constitutional Convention, we need God to be our friend, not our enemy. We need Him to be our ally, not our adversary. We need to make sure we keep God's concurring aid. If a sparrow cannot fall without God's notice, how can our nation rise without His aid? He further called for regular daily prayer to keep God close to them. You know, might be thinking out there, well, Bobby, that's, uh, I wish things were more like that today, but they're not, and they're so far away from that. What can I do? There's nothing I can do. You can pray. You can start where you are, and you can teach biblical principles, and you can live biblical principles. You can hit your knees in prayer for this country. Listen, folks. In case you're not aware, our country's in trouble. We, we have got major problems that only God is going to be able to work out. It's time for the body of Christ to come together. It's time for us to intercede for America. It's time for us to return this country to its Christian values. You know, there's a scripture, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face, mm -hmm. then will I hear from heaven and yeah. answer. Heal their land. I think I said that right. Close enough. People Close enough. Up. You, you know but we have to take the time to seek God. We have to take the time to pray. We need to get away from the self-centeredness that we have got into and start doing what we can to show the love of Christ to others. 
to live Christ in front of others, to spend time in prayer. And we can become actively involved at the ground level. Uh, Local governments, county commissioners, city commissioners, school boards. If more Christians would get in on the school boards, we could stop a lot of this insanity that's going on. So you can, that's something to pray about. Seek the Lord. See if he might be speaking that to you about becoming actively involved in those areas. There's all kind of things you can do. Just just seek God and he will open the door. If you're willing, he'll make the way, right, Frank? Mm, yeah, he sure will. Uh, we have a prayer coming up in a little bit that we've Yes, Linda is going to pray about America. Mm-hmm. And then we got a special closing to this program today that's going to bless you. I hope that this information has been valuable and enlightening to you. I know we learned a lot of things we didn't know. Oh, yeah. You yeah know? Quite a bit. And nowadays you don't hear things like this in textbooks. We've had so many godly men, just one right after another in our heritage. It'd be good to go back and study and see where our roots come from. Now, let's listen to Melinda lead us in a prayer for America. Thank you so much, Bobby. Father God, today I just send forth the heavenly host of the warring angels that excel in strength to go forth now and break the powers of darkness and to shred every satanic platform. I call the fire of the Holy Ghost upon all evil altars where the names of the United States of America are being mentioned and that it be broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus. I speak and declare that the heavens remain open and bring forth yes and amen to our prayer request and that they be expedited now for the United States of America in Jesus' name. I bind the spirits of division, separation, hatred, violence, anger, rebellion, immorality, denial, idolatry, hostility, hatred of God, defiance, prejudice, unforgiveness, jealousy, greed, fear, lies from the media, and any and all demonic forces that would come against our strength and our unity and our nation and the world. I bind the spirits of witchcraft, Jezebel, Ahab, and Python that are controlling and manipulating our government officials and the world. I loose and bind the spirits of love, peace, joy, repentance, forgiveness and unity in our nation. I pray the blinders would come off the eyes of those in darkness and the scales would fall off their eyes to see the truth and come to know you as Lord. Father God, let your light and power come down and bring a Damascus Road experience to those who are lost and have no hope. As prophesied by your servant, Kim Clement, the White House will become a prayer house. I declare and decree that this came to pass, Lord, and will not be stopped or stolen by any power, principality, or ruler. All ungodly laws that were abolished in the previous four years and overturned for righteousness will be reversed again in the name of Jesus. Raise your hand, Lord, and cancel all evil agendas, laws, and ideas that are contrary to your plan and purpose and 
uh, will for America and the world. Father God, pull out the evil tent pegs that seem to be so firmly fastened to the wall and full of evil in our government. Let the tent pegs come out and fall to the ground and let everything that it supports fall with it. For you have spoken, Lord God. Those that are in rebellion, mocking you and are against you, Father God, remove them from our government and replace them with righteous officials. In Isaiah 43, 10 through 13, before me, there was no savior. I have declared and saved. I have proclaimed and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am he and there's no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work and who will reverse it? Thank you, Father God, for removing all evil from our government and that righteousness will prevail. Let everything being done in the darkness be brought to the light for all the world to see. Restore and recover all that has been stolen and taken from the United States of America. I say expose, expose, arise, O God, and let your enemies be scattered. America shall be born again and the greatest harvest of souls that the world has ever seen will come forth. We declare and decree that America will serve God Almighty. Let heaven roar and fire fall. Come, O God, and shake the ground with the sound of revival and let your glory fill the earth, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just want to take time to thank those that have served our country, all the veterans in every branch of the military. Thank you. And I thank those that gave their life and laid down their life and sacrificed that we could be free. Thank you in Jesus' name. God bless you. And now we're going to see a song by Carmen uh, about America. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, First Chief Justice John Jay. Names synonymous with the spirit of our country, founding fathers of the USA. Over 200 years ago, they shook off the chains of tyranny from Great Britain by divine call. Citing 27 biblical violations, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with liberty and justice for all. But something happened since Jefferson called the Bible the cornerstone for American liberty, then put it in our schools as a light. Or since give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. We eliminated God from the equation of American life, thus eliminating the reason this nation first began. From beyond the grave, I hear the voices of our founding fathers plead, you need God in America again. Of the 55 men who formed the Constitution, 52 were active members of their church. Founding fathers like Noah Webster, who wrote the first dictionary, could literally quote the Bible chapter and verse. James Madison said, we've staked our future and our ability to follow the Ten Commandments with all our heart. These men believed you couldn't even call yourself an American if you subvert the Word of God. In his farewell address, Washington said, you can't have national morality apart from religious principle, and it's true. Because right now we have nearly 150,000 kids carrying guns to these war zones we call public schools. In the 40s and 50s, student problems were chewing gum and talking. In the 90s, rape and murder are the trend. The only way this nation can even hope to last this decade is put God in America again. The only hope 
for America is Jesus The only hope for our country is Him If we repent of our ways Stand firm and say We need God in America again Abe Lincoln said the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. So when you eliminate the word of God from the classroom and politics, you eliminate the nation that word protects. America is now number one in teen pregnancy and violent crime, number one in illiteracy, drug use, and divorce. Every day a new holocaust of 5,000 unborn die, while pornography floods our streets like open sewers. America's dead and dying hand is on the threshold of the church, while the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah vexes us all. When it gets to the point where people would rather come out of the closet than clean it, it's the sign that judgment of God is going to fall. If there's ever been a time to rise up church, it's now. And as the blood-bought saints of the living God proclaim, that it's time to sound the alarm from the church house to the White House and say, we want God in America again. That one nation under God is our demand And send this evil lifestyle back to Satan where it came from And let the word of God revive our dying land For Jesus Christ is coming back again in all his glory And every eye shall see him on that day That's why a new anointing of God's power is coming on us To boldly tell the world you must be saved Because astrology won't save you Your horoscope won't save you The Bible says these things are all farce if you're born again, you don't need to look to the stars for your answers because you can look to the very one who made those stars. History tells us time and time again to live like there's no God makes you a fool. If you want to see kids live right, stop handing out condoms and start handing out the word of God in schools. The only hope for America is Jesus. The only hope for our country is Him. If we repent of our ways, stand firm and say we need God in America again. I know the only hope for America is Jesus. The only hope for our country now This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. 
This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening.